0: tri-state's number one motorsports talk show today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners recognized by the eastern motorsports press association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern united states here's rapping on racing
1: is the Banker Bob thought
2: for this evening. The good things that come to those who wait might just be things left by those who got there
1: first. Good evening and welcome once again to Rapping on Racing. January 17, 2024, first show of the new year. First up is Tyler Harris, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. We also have Bill Korch. He has a 2023 season wrap-up for the Super Late Models. Dave Oliveri has some interviews from the ULMS Banquet. Promoter Trevor Zuver. Also something from Tyler Emery, the ULMS Late Model Champion. Dave spoke with Ryan Montgomery, the Gateway Nationals qualifier, along with Lisa and Skip Lindenmuth. Howie Bayless has a few nice interviews, including one from NASCAR's Managing Director of the Weekly and Touring Series, that would be Joey Denowitz, Scott Juno from American Race Tires, uh, Parts Plus Top Fuel Dragster Driver, Clay Milligan, and Allegheny Sprint Car Driver, Jake Gamola. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show, and thanks for being with us. All right, fans. Joining me now is Tyler Harris from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Tyler, how are you? I'm doing well, Don.
2: As always, when I get the opportunity to talk to you, uh, how are you? Good.
1: Good. A little chilly, but we're, we're hanging in there. A hey, uh, big car show coming up. Let's talk a little bit about the Speedway and what you have planned. Yeah, the
2: 63rd annual World of Wheels show down at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center is coming up here this weekend. If you're uh, listening to it here in mid-January, uh, it will be on January 19th through the 21st. Our moving day is coming up on the 17th. Uh, that's not open to the public, but uh, just getting prepared and getting ready. It's been a lot of fun uh, talking with the drivers and getting them ready. We have 19 cars scheduled to appear Hopefully Mother Nature allows all 19 cars to be able to make it uh, and safely, for that matter. But we're really excited. Last year's event was the first time we had been down there in a long time. We had a massive display of, I believe, 23 cars. Um, we had other cars represented throughout the rest of the show, too. I believe the McGill Camp was with Team Nuts over there. And um, and, and I can honestly probably say, too, that uh, the event coordinator, Mark Tar- Mike Tarquinio, had come up to us and said, you know, whatever you guys are doing, keep doing it. You're the talk of the show. Uh, And I think that is a large part of just being so different and allowing the kids that are at the event to actually get in and touch these cars and interact with the drivers is way different than a lot of the uh, other opportunities throughout the show. So we offer something very unique, very fun, and I'm excited for it.
1: Well, you can't overemphasize the fact that the kids not only touching the cars, but getting in the cars. And I've said it many times. I was about... 14 years old, and Dick Bailey let me sit in his race car at a track, and look where I'm at today. I mean, the impact it had on me developing an interest in this type of uh, auto racing uh, for 60-some-plus years. It's—the you, kids— Kids today they 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 want to do things that are fun and exciting and when they see this you know they're going to tell mom and dad, "Hey, wherever these cars are, I want to go and watch them."
2: That's the hope. Uh that's the hope and uh, and I think we did see a lot of success based off of that show last year uh and I think we had a lot of rollover uh from the show in January to our opener there in the uh, beginning of May. So um, I, I hope that's going to be the same thing this year. The gap between this show and our opening day is a lot shorter uh, with our opening show being on March 16th, so uh, it's going to be even easier to try to attack those people so long as, again, Mother Nature uh, decides to cooperate. Right now, if we were to try to race that, that'd be an impossible task, but I'm hoping in two months uh, the weather's looking significantly different.
1: Well, a big part of last year's show was Brian Hutchko and his interaction with the kids. Uh, I gather he will be there, and for the people that weren't there or don't know what we're talking about let's touch on Brian and what he did
2: yeah so Brian was one of the brave souls that uh, that actually garbed up and wore his driver suit for pretty much the entirety of all three shows. So Friday's show will start again at 3 p.m. and run until, I believe, 9 p.m. Uh, Saturday will kick off at 10 a.m. through 9 p.m. and then Sunday will be 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. So that's a lot of hours. And for somebody to wear a full driver's suit for that length of time uh, is very admirable, very impressive, and, and Brian did it with a smile on his face and lifting uh, hundreds, and I mean hundreds, of kids uh, up into the cars and, and so that they can have the opportunity to sit inside and see what it feels like and see what it looks like from their perspective. So um, I think a lot of other drivers have have kind of seen that and saw the positivity that came from Ryan doing such a thing. And I think we're going to see that rub off on some of of, of the other drivers here uh, this week. And I think we're going to see a lot more participation in that aspect too, which is uh, you know, the greatest thing. Obviously, we don't respect uh, or expect that or acquire that of our drivers. We're just happy that they're happy to bring their cars and, and be a part of it. But to just have that extra level of activation is just so important uh, to not only the racetrack but themselves, their sponsors, and, and the industry as a whole.
1: If you're just joining us, we're talking to Tyler Harris from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Now, you mentioned the sponsors. What about the exposure for the sponsors that are on the sides of these cars?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would be tickled pink if I had my name on the side of a race car at a convention center that had... Uh, last year, uh, it, we, we were at fire marshal numbers uh, at multiple points throughout the weekend. So uh, the weather was a lot nicer. I'm hoping that the weather doesn't deter people this year. It's mostly just cold. It's not doesn't seem like so much uh, accumulation or or precipitation or anything. So we should be good there. Uh, but the people were willing to brave the cold last year, and uh, again, we they had to shut the show off at multiple points to stop letting people in just because we were at capacity. So um, you know, I, I can't imagine how many people can fit into that that uh, to, into that convention center all at one time safely um but nonetheless to have that, the exposure to that many people uh would, would just flatter me and uh, i think that a lot of the sponsors uh, are going to be very proud to be represented at a show of that size and of that uh of that recognition as well
1: how about the hours again for someone planning to go later this week
2: yeah, so I'll give the whole rundown. Um, I'm looking at their website right now, autorama.com, forward slash attend, forward slash Pittsburgh. Uh, admission prices are $24 for adult uh, admission, um, but if, or, if you go to O'Reilly Auto Parts, you can get a uh, discounted admission cost there, too, for a couple bucks off. So uh, kids uh, between the ages of 6 and 12 are $8, and similar uh, to uh, PPMS attendance, children 5 and under are free. Uh, times again or 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Friday, January 19th. On Saturday, the show opens at 10 a.m. and runs through 9 p.m. And on Sunday, January 21st, 10 a.m. This is the start time, and we'll end things around 6 p.m. Uh, there on the, start to the 21st of Sunday. So uh, plenty of opportunities to come see. I- I'd love to sit here and tell everybody which drivers are going to be there, but then that would kind of uh, spoil the surprise of it all. So uh, you'll just have to come down and check it out for yourselves.
1: Hey, Tyler and I are going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the schedule. We'll be back with more Wrapping on Racing after these messages.
3: Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to thank all of our fans and competitors alike for an abundantly successful racing season. 2023 was a historic year for Dirt Monster Half Mile and it could not have happened without the support of our marketing partners. Always safe, flagging & traffic control, Basil Race Fuels, Coca-Cola, Calusi Chevrolet, the Coriopolis Record, Crawford Auto Repair, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, Hoosier Tire, Mid-Atlantic, Isley's, J.D. Hall Excavating, Octane Customs, Precise Racing Products, RacingJunk.com, Rorick Automotive Group, Rhino Racing Classifieds, Summit Racing Equipment, CMT Transportation, England Brewer Company, Zarin Truck and Automotive, Zufall Communications. Bigger and better things are currently in the works for 2024. Stay up to date with all of the updates by following us on our social media platforms, including Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and threads. PPMS.com will have all of the info that you need as we prepare for our season opener in 2024. The new Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, 170 Kelso Road, Imperial, Pennsylvania, PPMS.com. Hi,
4: I'm Ryan Blaney, a third-generation race car driver, and we dedicate a lot of our time to going as fast as possible. My grandpa Lou is the reason why my dad and I started racing, and I'm really proud to follow on his tracks. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. I've learned a lot on this journey with my grandpa Lou, and the memories of my grandpa will always be with me. And in our family, we're used to getting involved, and I encourage you to do the same, especially when it comes to caring for your loved ones. When I think about Alzheimer's and the impact it had on my family, I recognize that losing a race isn't such a bad day after all. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently, experiencing problems with their memory, or having trouble with routine tasks. Talking about Alzheimer's can be really tough, but if you notice something, have a conversation with your loved one. Encourage them to see a doctor or offer to go with them. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services, make a plan for the future, and access available treatments. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together.
1: All right, listeners, we're back. We're talking to Tyler Harris from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Let's talk schedule.
2: Yeah, the schedule is jam-packed, Dawn, as we kind of talked about the last time we spoke here on Wrapping on Race, and uh, and it continues to grow, uh, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So uh, one of the biggest additions that we just added on is the weekend of June 22nd and June 23rd. Those are Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we won't have any auto racing at the Speedway. However, we are a motorsports venue, and we are excited to welcome an all-new monster truck experience to the Speedway. Uh, Neverlift Motorsports and PPMS are coming together to promote a, an all-new monster truck experience, uh, 12-truck show. And it's being named Monsters and Megas. And what exactly that means is we will have these monster trucks to be exact of those and the all new mega trucks which are actually really starting to take off here in the united states dennis anderson the former uh, driver of the uh, Gravedigger monster truck has really invested in these things and the popularity and growth of the mega trucks are growing at a rapid race if you've never seen them before check them out on youtube and you'll get to see them for yourselves down there at imperial uh june 22nd and june 23rd these things are just wicked fast uh super exciting Uh, And we'll have six of them there as well. So that makes it a 12-truck show. Uh, We haven't finalized admission prices yet for that show. We will have it out here pretty soon. But nonetheless, um, I know that the Firecracker Weekend will be happening at Lernerville there. But if you're into monster trucks or if your kids are into monster trucks, just know that we have a huge venue to participate in, uh, not only to watch these trucks do their jobs and watch these drivers do what they do, but to also the pit parties before these events, where you get to actually see these trucks up close, meet the drivers, interact with vendors. Um, this is going to be a huge community event there, uh, and we're really excited for it. We hope that uh, you know that people understand that this is an all-new show. There's not going to be any parking uh, fees for this event entirely different from the monster truck shows that were there previously throughout the past couple of years. A
1: few years ago, I took my two grandsons to that show and the noise, it was an indoor uh, event, the noise from the kids. I mean, the walls were gyrating back and forth. You could feel the energy. So these, the kids are going to love this. And I guess say dads, moms and dads will enjoy it too, because it's so different and so exciting.
2: Yeah, I mean, these these machines are absolutely impressive. Just to see what they can do and what these drivers can do in them, uh, absolutely unreal. And the beautiful thing is, as you talk about the arena, Dawn, whenever you go to the PPG Paints Arena and check out the Monster Jam show there, nothing at all against Monster Jam, nothing at all against PP, uh, PPG Paints Arena, but you're very limited in the size of the venue and what these drivers can do there. However, at PPMS, that's not a problem at all. There's plenty of space. There's plenty of room. These, guys, these drivers are going to utilize all of it, uh, and we're really excited for Neverlift Motorsports. Uh, they're promising a very fun, entertaining, valuable show, and uh, we trust them. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to see what they can pull off.
1: Okay, let's get back to the rest of the schedule. Yeah, the rest
2: of the schedule is filling out very nicely uh, coming up on July 13th. That's another key date that I really want to talk about, but I can't really spoil all the details just yet. But there is something brewing here for uh, on Saturday, July 13th uh, for the 410 winged uh, sprint cars presented by Falcone's Moon Township Automotive. It'll be a full show uh, with the 410 sprint cars on top of it, but there's something brewing and I hope the next time we talked on that I can really formally announce everything and, and really dig into what it is, because it holds very, very special value and merit to uh, our Speedway at PPMS. And uh, whoever else that we are doing this in coordination with uh, will also um, hold it valuable to them as well. So uh, we look forward to announcing it just, uh, just a little teaser just to kind of get things through. <laughs>
1: I think the Sprint Car fans really love Pittsburgh because it's so big and so wide and so fast.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that's just it, too. Um, You know, it's very unique in its own right. You know, with Western PA Sprint Speed Week coming up on Thursday, May 30th, it is the largest and fastest venue that those Sprint Cars will attend in that five-day stretch. So we have that to offer. Uh, You see Sprint Car speeds of over 150 miles per hour when the track is at track record pace. Um, so, uh, and it, and it can still happen because last year, I believe on Friday night at the Pittsburgh, we broke four out of five division track records, uh, all all in one night. So you just never know when that track's going to be in that form. But with five sprint car races throughout the course of the season, one wingless and four wing sprint car shows, uh, I think we have a lot to offer for those sprint car fans out there.
1: Well, you mentioned the track surface, and we were talking about Brian Hutchko prior to the break. Not only uh, is he uh, an avid racer, but he's involved with the rest of the crew uh, at the Speedway to help prepare the track and uh, does a nice job along with the other folks
2: yeah we're we're really fortunate at Pittsburgh to have people like Brian who are just willing to kind of pitch in and help out whenever uh whenever they can you know we all have lives outside of our jobs and uh you know outside of everything else that we would like to do we have our hobbies and Brian just likes to to pitch in and help out we have so many people who are willing to volunteer their time, their energy, their efforts and um to come out and and take place in it you know I think what it really comes down to is they all believe. And what the Speedway represents, and the potential that the Speedway has, not only here uh, in Western Pennsylvania, in the city of Pittsburgh, but also on that national scale, uh, the potential's there. We all know it. And the beautiful thing about it is now, Dawn is we have an owner, um, and nothing against the Miley's whatsoever. Love them to death. They they invested in me, and they invested in so many throughout 35 years of motorsports history. But uh, we have an owner who's willing to put that back into it now. Um, and I think it's just what the what. The The fans in Western Pennsylvania have been waiting to see, and, and here it is now on their doorstep.
1: I also like the emphasis on community, and, you know, Blair has mentioned that so many times that they want to be part of the community.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that kind of is broken up, and we'll have a family event schedule coming out here pretty soon, too, uh, besides what's coming with the racing stuff, which has already been put out, but the family schedule is going to show a lot of those types of events there, like coming up on Sunday, March 24th, will be our Easter egg hunt, uh, and it's not just going to be for the kids, it's going to be for the adults, too, so everybody gets to participate and have some fun with that, but we'll have vendors there, we'll have a bake shop, we'll have uh, outdoor activities going on, uh so plenty for the community to come check out We had huge success with our trunk or treat event last year. We'll have that back on the schedule here coming up in late October. And then our race to Christmas uh, uh, event coming up here for the tree lighting event will be in December too. So we'll have events sprinkled in throughout the season as well. Uh, Those haven't been quite finalized yet, but we have a huge focus on community. I think that monster truck show that we talked about a little bit verbatim there uh, will be a great representation of that and a very good mix of motorsports and community. But we're gonna just have are also dedicated community events as well throughout the year.
1: Okay. Do you think we have covered enough, or do you, is there something you'd like to add?
2: No, I think we've uh, I think we've pretty much hit the nail on the head. You know, uh, but to kind of go back into the. Uh, community thing, too. uh, Real quick, as I'm looking at the schedule in front of my face, you know, we do have events that the community I know will love and have loved traditionally for years and years, and that's events like Autograph Night that's going to be coming up on July 6th, Kids Bike Races Night coming up on August 17th. So, for a full breakdown of our schedule, just head on over to ppms.com. We are going to be integrating over to My Race Pass here pretty soon. Uh, That will be our website, our live timing and scoring, our point standings, and everything will be live through Uh, my race pass here in the near future so uh, we should have that out rolled out by the uh, middle of February hopefully by the latest where all of our ticketing information and uh, and event information will be on our website and and official so uh, just keep your eyes out at ppms.com we'll have everything updated as soon as we can and of course just follow us on social media we've been very busy there Uh, pretty much you can think of it we're on it Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Threads, TikTok Uh, we're on everything
1: Well, Tyler Harris, I thank you for an excellent report. Look forward to talking to you next time.
2: Sounds great, Don. Thank you so much for your time.
5: Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Race fans know by now that Rapping on Racing takes you behind the scenes with in-depth interviews of drivers, promoters, and racing personalities. But now it's time to go under the hood and see why another local legend laps the competition. Number one, Cochrane is Western Pennsylvania's leading automotive retailer and has been earning fans of the tri-state area since 1965. From luxury coupes to heavy-duty trucks and every type of model in between, they have it all. Choose from 19 new car brands plus thousands of pre-owned vehicles. You'll also get number one, Cochrane's best price up front. With total transparency and absolutely zero hassle, it's known as Clearly Better Car Buyer and you won't find it anywhere else visit a local number one Cochrane store near you or buy online anytime with expressway at Cochrane.com. number one cochran proud sponsor of wrapping on racing
6: A wrap-up and highlights of the 2023 National Dirt Late Model season, featuring the Lucas Oil and World of Outlaws Super Late Models and the Rush Crate Late Model series. Starting with the Lucas Oil Late Models, it was a dominating tale of Ricky Thornton Jr. He won a total of 23 series events and built up a huge point lead. But a new format was instituted before the season started, and agreed upon by the drivers and teams that would see the championship decided at the final event of the season, contested by the four top drivers in the point standings. And that final event was the Dirt Track World Championship, held in 2023 at Eldora Speedway. Rain delays at Eldora would result in a rough track when the race was finally run on Sunday, October 22nd. Thornton Jr. would get caught up in a wreck and suffer damage. Jonathan Davenport would break. Brandon Shepard would go on to win the race. He wasn't involved in the points race. But Hudson O'Neill would edge out Devin Moran to win the Lucas Oil Championship.
7: It was a rough and tumble race, that's for sure. You know, it was survival of the fittest. And, uh, you know, that just really hats off to my guys and, and Rocket Chassis and everybody a part of my team, how hard they work to build good components. and. And uh, along with all the components that we bolt on that we get from other manufacturers, you know, man, they're they're the best in the business. And tonight proved that, you know, I wasn't easy on them the whole race because I I kept going in the back and I'd had to fight my way back up through and go through the holes and everything else. And uh, my my race car just never gave up. It just kept going and going and going. So uh, if we didn't have the best of the
6: best parts on there, I don't know that we'd be standing up there. And that uh, that was the ultimate uh, test to them tonight. It was O'Neill's first Lucas Oil title. His dad, the legendary Don O'Neill, won the title in 2014. In an interview on Flow Sports, Ricky Thornton Jr. expressed his views on the points finish.
8: Essentially, I had nothing to gain for, for that deal. Like, I had a huge point lead in... And the part that I feel like sucked the most on it was the night we actually would have clinched the championship with our home race. So it was like we, we won at Brownstown. Like essentially out to clinch it, all I had to do was show up for the last four races. And so like that part kind of sucked. Just, just for my owner, like, I mean, he's only been in it five, six years. So like to be that new and then have a shot to, to win the points, I like guess it, that part sucked. But it, it was one of those deals. I feel like For winning as much races as we did this year and not winning the points made it a little bit easier than not winning any races and then winning the points.
6: The top 10 in the points for the Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series in 2023. Hudson O'Neill on top, followed by Devin Moran, Ricky Thornton Jr., and Jonathan Davenport. Fifth was Tim McCready. Then came Brandon Overton, Dalton Wilson, Tyler Erb, Max Blair, and Earl Pearson Jr. By the way, the Lucas Oil Series has altered the championship run for the 2024 season. The final four will be determined after the race at Knoxville and the championship will then be determined from those four drivers during the remaining events that will include the Pittsburgher weekend and conclude again at Eldora for the Dirt Track World Championship. No controversy in the world of outlaw dirt lay models as Bobby Pierce won the title by more than 100 points over Chris Madden. Pierce talked about the switch in chassis from 2022 to 23, and his run for the title. We had a
9: good stretch at the end of last year in our Pierce car. And uh, I think we just carried that momentum into this year, even though we had a switch to Longhorn chassis, Bilstein shocks, uh, a bunch of different things, you know, that we we changed our program. And, you know, whenever you make a change like that, it's tough sometimes. And we went into it, we were like, man, we don't know how this is going to go. Cause it could, it could be a huge learning curve, you know, a lot of help from all the guys at Longhorn, uh, Matt Langston, Kevin Rumley, uh, Steve Arpin, my guys, they worked really hard. Uh, and my dad, he's 72 years old. Like he's out there like my age, my Jeez. two guys, Austin, Zach, and my mom and my girlfriend and any, anyone at the shop, it takes a lot. I don't know. It just continue to, to get better and better throughout the year. And here we are.
6: By all indications, Pierce, who, like O'Neill, has a legendary racing father, will be racing again for the World of Outlaws title in 2024. So the top 10 in points for 2023. It was Bobby Pierce on top, followed by Chris Madden, Brandon Shepard, Cal Bronson, and Nick Hoffman. Then 6th through 10th went to Brian Shirley, Ryan Gustin, Dennis Erb, Tanner English, and Kay Dillard. Some of the big race winners in 2023 for the Supers included Ricky Thornton Jr. capturing the Firecracker at Lernerville, the Pittsburgher, the Jackson 100, Knoxville, and the Prairie Dirt Classic, amongst his many wins. Hudson O'Neill winning the World 100, Devin Moran taking the Show Me 100, Jonathan Davenport winning the Dream, Brandon Shepard winning the Silver Dollar Nationals, as well as the Dirt Track World Championship, Dale McDowell taking the topless 100 at Batesville, and Bobby Pierce winning the north south 100 at Florence Speedway. Finally, in the Rush Crate Dirt Late Model Series, it was Jeremy Wonderling of New York taking the points title with a 73 point win over Joe Martin of Punxsutawney. Wonderling also had eight wins to top the Rush Series. Following Jeremy Wonderling and Joe Martin were Mike Wonderling, young Bronk Pinkeris was fourth, Cody Dawson fifth. Ashton Briggs finished sixth, then came Jim Racy, Craig Graham, and Brant Graham of Canada. And finally, rounding out the top ten was Austin Hauser. Some of the big race winners included Max Blair taking the Bill Emick Memorial at Lernerville, Michael Norris winning the Joke George Classic at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and Joe Martin winning night two of the Bill Hendren Memorial at Pittsburgh. Looking forward to a great 2024 season for late model racing. It's already started with the Wild West shootout. And then it's on to Florida. Our thanks to Flow Racing and the Kenny Wallace Podcast for the use of audio. I'm Bill Korch, reporting for Rapid On Racing.
3: Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to thank all of our fans and competitors alike for an abundantly successful racing season. 2023 was a historic year for Dirt Sponsor Half Mile, and it could not have happened without the support of our marketing partners. Always safe, flagging your traffic control. Basil Race Fuels, Coca Cola, Calusi Chevrolet, The Coriopolis Record, Crawford Auto Repair, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, Hoosier Tire Mid Atlantic, Isley's, JD Hall Excavating, Octane Customs, Precise Racing Products, RacingJunk.com, Roark Automotive Group, Rhino Racing Classic. Summit Racing Equipment, CMT Transportation, England Brewing Company, Zarin Truck and Automotive, Zufall Communications. Bigger and better things are currently in the works for 2024. Stay up to date with all of the updates by following us on our social media platforms, including Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and threads. PPMS.com will have all of the info that you need as we prepare for our season opener in 2024. The new Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, 170 Kelso Road, Imperial, Pennsylvania,
5: PPMS.com. Main Street Music & Sound is your full-service music store, featuring a huge beginner-to-boutique inventory. Main Street Music maintains a hometown approach to service with personal attention. Customers rely on Main Street Music & Sound for advanced product knowledge, expert in-house repairs, audio, video, lighting installations, and years of hands-on experience. Main Street Music features lines that include Anderson, Guitar Works, Bogner, Fender, Gretsch, Yamaha, and more. Main Street Music and Sound is teamed with the highly respected musicians at Bentley and Remetto to provide professional music instruction for just about any instrument at any skill level and at any age. Main Street Music and Sound is located at 327 Main Street, Irwin, Pennsylvania. Call 724-382-4633 or email info at MainStreetMusic.com.
6: And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Don, I had the
10: honor and privilege of being the Master of ceremonies for the 2023 Yomales Racing Series Banquet held January 5th at Three Rivers Carning. We have the acceptance speech from Tyra Emery on his 2023 championship. We also have a special thank you to series promoter Trevor Zuver. Championship song there, but uh, since you've been up here like... Fifteen times already ready to see. Clearing out these checks quite well. Uh, your Jay's Automotive 2023 Championship Point Standings. Your your champion had a total of 366 points. Picked up his first two ULS wins at Hummingbird and Bradford Speedway. He liked the short tracks. I can say. Uh, uh, a thing that came probably unexpected, and I was you know reading this through Facebook. So if it's on Facebook, you know you know it's legit. Uh, but you were the the, the sensation in Appalachian Speedway. Uh, you, you didn't start off well, but I was reading some things, and sometimes in our mind we don't think we can do certain things. But you, I was looking at some of the statistics, and you had two wins, which in the six races you had two wins six top fives and six top tens and it's things like that that when you do that and you accomplish that sometimes wins are important but consistency is you did have the two wins there um, at bedford and lincoln at two different size tracks one big one small and you know that's something to be proud of again in this season that you had i know you talked about it a little bit earlier to get out there and to again run against these guys, and you're also running against the guys in the room, but the other people out there that aren't uh, here running with the series, you know, the Rick Eckerts, you know, the stalwarts of the East Coast, that they're out there, and, you know, it's to beat them, it's something to be proud of, so, ladies and gentlemen, I I ask you to stand, we're going to celebrate our 2023 J Automotive Champion, Tyler Emery. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with that $8,000 check, I think uh, Tyler has a total of $10,500 for the year. So that's planner of diplomacy. So congratulations, Tyler. You got check right? You, you might want the check. Yeah. i yeah. yeah. <laughs> <three would> <laughs> <laughs> Y'all laugh. <laughs> <laughs> This is your time,
8: Tyler. Yeah, I guess I gotta talk somehow. Huh? You gotta talk some, yeah. Yeah, we all suck at this as drivers. We don't, uh, you know, we, you work on your car all the time, you know, you spend all your nights and the race shop with your friends, your best friends, really. And uh, so, you know, we don't, we don't talk much to other people, but um, I can't I can't thank my team enough. I mean, honestly, you know, and I said, I said it earlier, but Mary, Pete, my dad, uh, Melinda, Roland, Lisa, Danny, Kristen, my wife—I didn't mess it up this time. <laughs> uh, Dirk, Casey, Joe—he didn't—he didn't get to make it tonight. Um, I don't know. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but there's there's a ton Chelsea. I mean, there's there's a ton of people. Jeffy Oh, <laughs> my tire guy—he actually made it tonight. So, uh, old Jeffy, yeah. We, we text almost every day. I, I'm uh. Sometimes you have to talk when you get up here and do this. Sometimes you don't. So, you know, getting in a car and going 160 miles an hour doesn't make me nervous. This makes me
10: nervous. Um, But especially when AMC is going to ask another question. questions. What questions? Yeah, questions, Jim. there's no script on it. Oh man. I mean, I got some answers. I not like them. What was it like to, you know, when you got into the '72 car? That's such an iconic car. I mean, what? First of all. To live up to the pressure that and obviously jason was there to help you and be a teammate but to step into that ride and people expect that 72 to be up front yeah uh so when you walk into the race shop
8: there's checks all on the wall just littered jason covert there's some david williams some rolling rolling man checks and uh you know we walked in there and first day dad comes over and we're all looking and, what the hell do you want him to drive for you for yeah you know, I, I never won a that's super a race model, a yeah i'm like you know thanks dad but i mean he's not wrong i mean i, I agree uh so pete's like hey, that's all right right. We'll, we'll get him up to speed it's not a problem like well at least somebody's got some confidence you know i mean it, it definitely made me nervous i mean but the first year they, they didn't put any pressure on me i mean and really this year i mean all the pressure was myself but yeah they, they didn't put any pressure on me they're like look you know you just need to get your feet wet We'll get your car get you some good equipment We'll see what you can do and you know last year I had a couple races won and just made rookie mistakes you know I mean uh, I mean I still make rookie mistakes I man I don't sometimes I fall out of the seat and don't know why but you know we'll work on that yeah I mean it was uh it was a big undertaking I mean, like you said I mean you know, between David Williams and Jason I mean they, they won so many races at all the local tracks you know that it was it was a staggering thing to walk in there and go I, I got big shoes to fill that's well, for sure. to add
10: to your checks that you had from the Appalachian Speedway and your umls wins you get to carry three more back to virginia so congratulations yeah yeah that uh, that helps for sure Makes that um, wall a little bit uh you get your little spot on that wall now.
8: yeah yeah um you know we gotta make some more room on the wall i guess but uh yeah man and you know you gotta thank all the sponsors you know i mean camera construction uh, coombs bus service uh K&L pumping total machine uh being a hauling garner construction psi packs CAB Electric. I'm trying to remember the side of the car without the skid marks on it, but it's really hard. Um, That's the tire guy. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blame the American Racer guy. Uh, there's some tire marks on the side of the car. We need to work on it. Oh, and sun concrete, E Labs. Um, this I'm is sure why there's... the
10: women in sports are the background. because they know they know all the answers. Yeah, so you're yeah, doing I mean, a great job though. Oh man, I'm trying. I'm
8: yeah, gonna, you're yeah. trying. Um is it just me or is it hot in here? <laughs> Maybe you'll do better out in the racetrack. Uh, probably not. So I, I get laced next week so uh so I don't have my contacts in. So I can't see anything. So uh I, I mean, normally it's not intentional, but tonight I when I run into you it's really not intentional. <laughs> I didn't even see you. <laughs> So again, congratulations on your championship. Thank you, and uh, I'd like to thank, you know, the Zuber family for putting this together. I'm, I'm sure it's a nightmare weekly, I can only imagine. Um, I mean, it's a nightmare going, you know, we all the stuff we have to do, and they got to deal with all of us. So uh, I'd like to thank them and, and all their sponsors, and this is a, it's a cool deal. So thank you.
6: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities.
5: Race fans know by now that rapping on racing takes you behind the scenes with in depth interviews of drivers, promoters, and racing personalities. But now it's time to go under the hood and see why another local legend laps the competition. Number one, Cochrane is Western Pennsylvania's leading automotive retailer and has been earning fans of the tri-state area since 1965. From luxury coupes to heavy-duty trucks and every type of model in between, they have it all. Choose from 19 new car brands plus thousands of pre-owned vehicles. You'll also get number one, Cochrane's best price up front. With total transparency and absolutely zero hassle, it's known as Clearly Better Car Buy and you won't find it anywhere else. Visit a local number one Cochran store near you or buy online anytime with Expressway at Cochran.com. Number one Cochran, proud sponsor of Wrappin' on Racin'.
6: And now, more Rapid on Racin' with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Show sure.
10: Uh, currently at the UMLS banquet, and joining me is our second place finisher in points, Ryan Montgomery. Uh, a good year. I think you had overall five wins. You picked up your first UMLS win at Outlaw. But what we're going to talk about is not so much your 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 second place finish, but. You're one of the few individuals from the East Coast that you know, ventures out to Gateway, and for our listeners down know it's the Gateway Nationals, and it's in St. Louis. It's in the old stadium where the Rams used to play, the St. Louis Rams, and you've been there three, three times now, and you've made the show twice, and from a driver's standpoint it, it's something that uh, it's so unique i mean it would be almost like going to Tulsa and you're running the, the, the whatever they run out there whatever divisions the micros or the you know for a driller and it's just different where to put the late models, and I think they put like 18 out at one time for a feature on a fifth mile track. And you know, you're from West Virginia, and there's some big tracks. You know, you got West Virginia Motor Speedway that's five eighths of a mile. You could probably put 10 of those tracks in there, and you've run it, you know, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and all throughout, you know, you're definitely a, a mountain area, you're, you know, from West Virginia. And but to go out there, and you know, you've done it the last couple of years in, 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 in the supple car, it has to be such a different perspective. I I was chatting with your dad earlier and it's just to and you got to take a car out, and when you take the car out, you, you, I don't want to say it's almost a throwaway, but you know you're n- gonna come back with damage, and even when you're there, you got to have body panels, spoilers, because chances are something's gonna happen.
9: Yeah, I mean it's, I mean, you know at a young age, uh, we raced go-karts indoors, and we actually won the shootout in '09, um, and uh, so that was pretty normal for us. And then when this came along, we kind of watched it for the first couple years just to kind of see how it was gonna go, and um, it's just something that I really wanted to be a part of, and uh, it's a, it's a great race to go to. It's if you haven't been, I would highly recommend it. It's like the fan interaction with the drivers is is very awesome, um, just with the driver intros, and then when you go up to uh, up to the stands, and they have a bunch of autograph signings for a bunch of guys, and and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, obviously, it's 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 pretty expensive to go out there like you said you know you tear up a lot of equipment um but that's just the thrill of it right like it's it's the WWE of racing it's it doesn't uh, like what pertains to a normal racetrack as as to like driver etiquette is very different there so um, it's really not rough racing it's just you got to go and you got to go right now Um, it's very quick everything happens really fast Um, like you said it's a fifth mile so it's very tiny but your elbows up the
10: entire time so that's a really cool experience you know part of that ryan is you know you've seen i saw one of your you know pictures when someone breaks checks i mean you're you're under them i mean you can't help it and you got to hope that you don't get too far under it that you take out the radiator but you had mentioned you know the fans and a lot of times as i'm on the track announcing or we're, we're down in the infield i can hear the fans but from a driver's standpoint i guess in a big tractor unless there's a huge crowd say like the pittsburgh or something out of Eldora, i don't know if the driver can actually hear them but you i would assume you have to hear them at gateway
9: yeah i mean uh, i had a pretty iconic interview i think out there um so whenever i sell be selling some t-shirts yeah hopefully hopefully so um but uh Uh, You know, when I said my interview and and the crowd went pretty nuts, that was like the first experience I ever had of something like that. So it was really cool. Um, You know, it's like I said, there's just there's just no way nothing to compare it to. I mean, I've never been to Eldora, so I don't really know about like the crowd wise, but they did open the upper deck up this year. Um, There's just there's so many people there and the pits are so flooded on Saturday and that's that's really great. You know, we I, we love to see the support. We love to see the fans. Without the fans, we don't we won't have a racetrack to go to, right? So, um, with them buying T-shirts, with them spending their hard-earned
10: money, we really, really appreciate it. Well, I think when you you know from the, you know watching things on flow, you guys are able to bring your trailers inside. But then you have to park your rigs outside, and, and I guess as a race team sometimes, the, the big hauler might not be the one that you actually want to take there. You may want to take the smaller one just to have some room. But the whole thing from, you know, the, the, the trucks being parked outside, you can only get so many people inside the dome, so not everybody has the VIP parking. And the way they orchestrate I don't know if you've ever been to the World Finals at Charlotte, that thing is orchestrated like they, you're in, you're out they're in and you're coming down i saw you're going down a road you're making a turn you're going up it's crazy yeah the organization that cody and his team has for that place i can only imagine
9: uh stuff can go sideways really quickly you know um from load in day to load out day it's it's i mean you know they they build a racetrack and they tear the racetrack down within a couple of days so um the gundakers build the racetrack out there they own tri-city out that way and uh you know they build a great racetrack and a good racing surface and they know how to prep it and take care of it and you know it's it's you know a lot of people say they're discouraged from it because they tear up so much equipment um obviously you have to go with that aspect knowing that you could possibly do that but you could do that anywhere you know um you could have one bad night stuff not go your way and you could just destroy a car but uh for that place they always have they always seem to have two grooves you know or at least land to pass so and as you touched earlier, you know where guys slide in front of you and they brake check you and stuff like that. At that place, like I said, driver etiquette's a lot different. Um, you just got if you let out of the gas in those situations, you're going to get passed by four or five guys. Well they're just going to boot you out of the way because uh, there's a like like this year there was 144 cars trying to go for 18 spots. You know that's a you're at a 12 percent chance probability wise of making it. Um, so it's it's a tough deal to make and you just can't give an inch.
10: Ryan, listeners, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Ryan Montgomery. He's the driver of the Forest Terry suppa owned late model. You mentioned earlier in the interview that, you know, you had a cart a racing background. Uh, you look at guys like Ricky Thornton, Jr., uh, maybe a Hudson O'Neill, guys that have had a chance to drive the smaller, centered vehicles, not a vehicle or or, or a machine, I I think a lot of times the the reaction time that you have in a go-kart, to be a successful go-kart driver, which you were, you learn to have that hand and eye coordination and when uh, characteristically that might go to a from a go-kart you go to a sprint car nowadays we're seeing a lot of the gentlemen you know drop into you know a late model and to be able to have that i think some of locally some of our successful drivers such as yourself and they have a go-kart background
9: yeah i think a lot of it like as a go-kart standpoint but you build on that foundation Um, I had a lot of guys. Mike Dickerson, for example, you know, he's in, he's in, over in Ohio. He was a key part in the fundamentals of where to keep my eyes, how the cart should feel, how a car should feel. Um, Doug Horton as well. So, I mean, I've been very blessed with uh, very good teachers along the way, you know, to teach me how to do uh, certain things, how s- certain things work, how they feel, um, how to adjust things. Um, you know, and it's uh, – I think – go karts is obviously a cheaper option than uh race cars um but you know it's uh go-kart racing i would say if you're thinking about getting your child or kid into racing i would go go-kart racing i mean you know from it's all across the east coast there's a bunch of stuff out west um you know it's it's uh there's a national scene there as well um but uh you know it's uh it's a great learning experience it teaches them a little, correct fundamentals the only thing that i will say that go-karts probably fall a little short on is the sideways aspect because they're so glued to the ground because uh you can tire prep in in go-karts um but uh you know it's uh it's a great learning and building block for anybody and it's so family oriented a lot of the times and uh you know it's just there's a big uh there's a big uh, support group behind it i mean i just saw one of the kids that i race go-karts with well, he's not a kid now he's my age but uh, he made one hundred thirty seven thousand dollars last year racing a go-kart and that's, I mean, that that's good for. Uh, if I can make one hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars racing a racing a race car, that'd be great, you know.
10: So well, I got a story for you. I was, uh, I'm sure you know who Lynn Geisler is, and you may not even know this. When Lynn was selling some of his property and he be cleaning out some of his trophies, did you know that Lynn Geisler was a national go kart champion? I did not know that. Uh, when where? So when I, I I won the WKA
9: in uh, two thousand and. Seven or two thousand and eight, I think. Um, we looked. They have a champions list, and they we looked for anybody that was from West Virginia. And I, I wasn't a big race car fan. Lynn was before my time, which now you know I know how great Lynn was back in the day, and and I've got to meet him and talk to him a couple times because of you know he was Mike Pegger's car owner, and then Alex Freeze, um, super just awesome guy, so down to earth. Um,
10: But I did not know that. That's a very fun fact about Lynn Gleisler. Well, it was funny because we're cleaning out this garage and I had all these trophies and I had the advantage to give them to people and donate them. And this was the year uh, during COVID and I, I had one cleaned up and we were at Lernerville Speedway and Kyle Larson was winning about everything in the sprint car. And so I wanted over the trailer and talk about how growth and maturity happens. Owen, who is his son, I said, and your dad's went in too much, so here's a go-kart trophy from a gentleman back probably in, like, 1960. And here you go and you know now let you see these guys are down in millbridge and these little wedge minis or whatever the heck they're called and they're just incredible you got you know kyle larson's son you got kyle bush's son and, and they're learning and you know you have uh kevin harvick's son and they're all growing as they're getting older You used to do that but you know just to wrap things up um having run there three years it has to be kind of neat that you kind of know where to go and i guess really you really don't know where to go because it's just a certain place of time and you know i know you've won some heat races and some b mains and that all sets you up for the final and then at that point anything happens
9: yeah well, pretty much when you go out like you know you're kind of on your prelim night you're kind of you're not 100 i mean you're 100 percent, but you're not like risking at all right you're you're trying to be Conservative running the wall. You're trying to be um, elbows up still, but not destroy your equipment. When you go out to the uh, the for the main event for the A when you make the A main, it's just like doesn't matter. All out, right? So uh, this year I knocked the completely. De- the whole right side, left side deck
10: was pushed over on the rear. Yeah, Hudson did that too. And he, it wasn't so lucky. Yeah,
9: yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, it happens. you run such a tall gear there. Like when his motor shut off like that, it just. It, it's it happened to Bobby Pierce as well so um you know it's just one of those things where it's just that's luck of the draw right but you're trying to push that deck over so far to where you can get your right rear to be on the wall that's pretty much one of the only places that I've ever rode the wall at um with the tire and you just try to get as close to that as possible um but it's just it's it's no race like anything else like I've never raced on anything like it um the main thing that it reminds me of, which they don't have this race anymore, and it was a go-kart race. Uh, it was called King of the Concrete. That's uh, where uh, UNC Chapel Hill used to play basketball. they they tear up the wood, they put down Coke syrup, and we'd run six second lap times on a go-kart. Um, but uh, that's the only thing that I can compare it to because it's like so fast reaction time and, and, and trying to be up on the wheel and just giving it your all for 40 laps. It's the most wore out I've ever been in my life after 40 laps, so um, it's just a great event. I would suggest anybody in the world, if you have the uh, chance to go to it, just go to it and you'll enjoy the heck out of it.
10: Well, Ryan, it's been a joy talking to you again. Congratulations on your second place finish. Uh, The UMLS is a a growing series again under Trevor Zuber, and I think a lot of drivers are going to participate again next year in 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 the point standing. But uh, you know, I know there's a lot of people to thank, and I'll just kind of briefly, you know, there's your mom and your dad, and there's obviously Terry Terry Suppa that do a lot for you. But um, again, congratulations on making the show to like you said to have 100 and almost 200 cars in there and to be one of 18 on the final night that's something to be very proud of
9: yeah i mean it's uh it's a definitely a tough race to make and when you make it it's it just driver into it like i said it's just something else but uh you know i definitely got to thank my dad and and terry supple for all they do for me Uh, new ones international sales bomax equipment sales k2 engineering jarco trailer sales montgomery homes ray carpet um, clemens race engines and, uh, you know, just close racing supply and uh, everybody else that just helps us get up and down the road. You know, there are a lot of uh, team members of mine, Owen, Gino, Brad, uh, Gary, Michelle, that they just come help on the car. And, you know, usually I'm, I'm pretty hard on equipment 90 percent of the time because uh, I just give 120 percent as much as possible. So I really appreciate all those guys, too, for coming and helping us throughout the weekend.
10: Well, Tyler, we'd like to, you know, myself and Don back in North Carolina. Take the t- thank you for taking the time to join us on wrapping on racing, and we'll see you uh, down the road in twenty twenty four. All right, thank you
3: pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway would like to thank all of our fans and competitors alike for an abundantly successful racing season 2023 was a historic year for dirt monster half mile and it could not have happened without the support of our marketing partners always safe flagging and traffic control Basil race fuels coca-cola calusi chevrolet the Coryopolis record crawford auto repair Falcone's moon township automotive hoosier tire mid-atlantic isley's jd hall excavating octane customs precise racing products racingjunk.com rorick automotive group rhino racing classifieds summit racing equipment cmt transportation yingling Brewer company zarin truck and automotive zoofall communications Bigger and better things are currently in the works for 2024. Stay up to date with all of the updates by following us on our social media platforms, including Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and threads. PPMS.com will have all of the info that you need as we prepare for our season opener in 2024. The new Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, 170 Kelso Road, Imperial, Pennsylvania, PPMS.com.
5: Race fans know by now that Rapping on Racin' takes you behind the scenes with in-depth interviews of drivers, promoters, and racing personalities. But now it's time to go under the hood and see why another local legend laps the competition. Number one, Cochran is Western Pennsylvania's leading automotive retailer and has been earning fans of the tri-state area since 1965. From luxury coupes to heavy-duty trucks and every type of model in between, they have it all. Choose from 19 new car brands plus thousands of pre-owned vehicles. You'll also get number one Cochran's best price up front with total transparency and absolutely zero hassle. It's known as Clearly Better Car Buy. And you won't find it anywhere else. Visit a local Number One Cochran store near you, or buy online anytime with Expressway at Cochran.com. Number One Cochran, proud sponsor of Wrappin' on Racing. We're at the
10: ULS banquet, and joining us is Skip and Lisa Lindemuth. Skip and Lisa, do you, you know, Skip as a driver, you've been involved in racing you know since 20 2001 and the thing that you could take apart from so many banquets and just the racing community in general is i've never seen such a group of big-hearted people you know we always say that you know as a competitor you'll give your a uh, part to somebody if it will help them if they beat you so be it but you know you have known the Zuber family for years and you came on board uh, I think two years ago to do some things and this year you took a little bit bigger part of it with the Fast Time Award and this is with your Linda Muth laser etching which you can tell the listeners you know, what that is and And and, and one of the parts that during the banquet tonight, and and Trevor mentioned it, was the fact that sometimes when you make an investment in a business, and obviously the UMLS is a business, uh, you see things because now you see your name out there. And for someone that lives down in the Pittsburgh area like me, I may not know what's going up in, you know, up around Hummingbird, around you know, Bradford, or all those areas up there in in Dubois and you get that name out and with social media now there's so much stuff on internet that you can buy and sell almost anything and you know your your company has taken off it's grown and i think as a racer you've get, you've given back to the series but also as a business he decided to do that and so let's just talk about the fast time award you you know you put up a thousand dollars this past year for that and uh, that's a a pretty substantial amount of money
11: yes we were offered that too by trevor and it has helped our business tremendously it actually has made us grown we have done a lot of race car stuff for people um alex free's wife we've done a lot for her we've done a lot for a lot of top drivers and it has made our business grown just from being involved with ulms and
10: and, you know you mentioned alex free and their involvement with you know the die cast cars and things such as that you know and to have brenda come out and reach out because you in my opinion i you have a niche I mean laser etching is something that you don't see very often it's unique and when you do mugs or you do whatever you do I know you do all sorts of different things it's special because some from the race fan someone says okay hey my my parents my my team this is something I want to give back to them at the end of the year for all their hard work because you know our pit crew basically most of the time they pay for their self to get in into the track and if you can buy them uh, you know a soda or something to eat you know or you're cooking for them that's pretty good but being able to be re- reward them uh throughout the season or at the end of the year it has to be you know feel pretty good and then to see the reach that you do i mean here you guys are two hours away from the referees you know they're up in butler you're you know you're up in the reynoldsville area and it's just it's amazing how things work
11: Yes, it is. But we, as a family, do things with the racing family. I don't just consider even the UMS just a business. It's a family, and you have to be a part of that to make your part grow.
10: And, and it's nice because, you know, you, I've, as we mentioned at the banquet, you know, you know, Trevor's dad came up all the way up from North Carolina. And, you know, Chris, I've known for so many years to do what he's done and now to see what Trevor's done and to take uh, – the old school as we get older, and I'm definitely one of those, and try to bring it into this new era the way that I might think is not the way this younger generation thinks.
11: Correct. And it is this new era that we are in with racing is not just a bunch of guys or girls going out and driving cars. You become and gain a lot of friends with a lot of good people. And in the racing community, there is a lot of good people out there.
10: There's always a, a joke out there, and I'm sure you all heard of Lane Geisler. When he retired, they said, well, you know, are you going to get out of racing? He says, if I get out of racing, I'm not going to have any friends. I don't know what to do. You know, but Skip, you know, from a, from a driver's standpoint, now, you know, you, you have a part in the business. But, again, your perspective is probably a little bit different than Lisa's. You know, you see what the drivers go through. You feel it. And, and uh, it, it's just – you know, to be able to I- add your input in a different perspective because, you know, obviously with Sean, and you, you have everybody sees things. You know, we can look at the color red and you're going to say one's chartreuse, one's crimson, one's whatever. And, and everybody has a different perspective. And like you said, to come from the driver's seat, and you pretty much gave that up a few years ago. But, you know, to be at the races every night and to, to support people, it, it has to be special.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, like my wife said, it is a family thing. So, I mean, you have to help the family out when they need it. Uh, for instance, Terry Suppa, when David Scott was driving for them, it's how we come friends with him. When David blew a motor up, he posts on Facebook. I reached out to him and said, hey, I'm done racing for the year. I got a, my motor sitting here, and he texted me back. He said, let me call the car owner. So that's when Terry Supper called me. I lent him the motor and he said, What do you want what do you want for us? I said, Just come and use it. Oh no, no, I gotta pay you for it. I said, no, I don't want nothing. Just come and get it. So he made an agreement and said, Well, how about if I pay you a percentage of what we win? I said, that's fine, but I'm probably going to get it back to you anyway.
10: He wouldn't take it back. So. Well, it's funny, Skip. You have the same similar story. Back a few years ago, uh, we were, myself and Russ Dunn, who was my, our partner, we were racing for the clingers, and one of the motors went bad. And I had a spare one sitting there, and it was pretty much brand new. And I said, use it. And, he said, and I said, the only stipulation is, I said, whatever you win, you win with it. Okay? I said, this is my my racing gift to you. But if you break it, you have to fix it. Other than that, and we had some, you know, great times. And again, I think that we always talk about, and you know, as I go through, the different states and talk to different drivers it, it's just interesting because you see things uh, you know you look at the the drivers Kyle Larson I'll just use that as an example to be able to sit and, and talk with him and his wife a couple of years ago and own it and, and to watch them grow now it, it, it's pretty special and, and again it's nice that your name's out there and most importantly it's nice that you are able to support a series that's been 24 years which is amazing i didn't even know that and then to see trevor as a 20 year old following his father's footsteps is and, and you've watched him it's it, it's amazing yeah he's he's
0: done a phenomenal job i mean uh when he asked us about doing this deal and it's like you know what let's do it i mean you know look what we got so far and then look what he's doing I mean it's it, our, our business is booming I mean I I, I think a lot of us actually coming from the drivers and that and you know uh, there's it's just a lot of good memories of how how you meet the drivers and how you meet this way and that way and it's kind of cool just to you know relax and look what them guys have to say and do
10: with us I mean, I think Lisa, you know, as the wife and you know, in a, as a business owner, it's comforting to see people that you know, like Haley. Haley's like Trevor said tonight. I don't know if I could do it without her. And Don Gamble always says, if it wouldn't be for the aunts, the mothers, the daughters, the sisters, we'd be in big trouble because the guys, we we, our, our attention spans real short. You know, so if I need an interview or you need something done, you know who to go to. And it's certainly not the driver. But you know, to see Haley come on, who never knew anything. You know and a lot of times you know, the wives aren't you know, I'm newly married and my wife's probably been to maybe ten races and it's just something that she enjoys but she enjoys it for me and she doesn't you know take it away but like you said to have young blood coming in there and she's so full of so many ideas and like you are and your your staff it's the the, you know to think what can i do next what can we etch I know i'm not really up on that but to come up with an idea that someone else doesn't have
11: correct um we have when we first started this it was a very learning experience and our whole family's involved in it um, from my son's family to my daughter's family to all, uh, my husband and myself but when I first started into the family 35 years ago I never had been to a racetrack ever and then we started and it's never stopped and we've gained so many friends and so many we don't even consider this, most of them friends anymore They're family
10: I'm going to wrap this up, but it's a, we're talking about a funny story. Uh, much like my wife and you, I was at doing. I was uh, hosting the Pittsburgh Circle Track Club banquet, and Ben Miley, we were giving him his Hall of Fame award. And so, in his speech, he mentioned uh, his wife, and Jane says, "I thought this was when we first got married. This was only going to be a fad." 35 years later, it's not a fad. But, you know, your involvement this year, you know, I'm sure the series has benefited from you. You guys are stepping up big time next year as, as a main sponsor. Uh, and, and that's good. And, and we need more people like you. So, you know, to take the time to come down and support not only the series, but Chris and all the drivers here, you know, I said that, that's a big plus. So, again, so for myself and Don back in North Carolina, we want to thank you for, you know, being business owners for one thing, but what you're doing is giving back to racing, and, and that can, that's definitely commended.
11: We're happy to be a part of
3: this. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to thank all of our fans and competitors alike for an abundantly successful racing season. 2023 was a historic year for Dirt sponsor Half Mile, and it could not have happened without the support of our marketing partners. Always Safe, Flagging and Traffic Control, Basil Race Fuels, Coca-Cola, Colusi Chevrolet, The Coriopolis Record, Crawford Auto Repair, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, Hoosier Tire, Mid-Atlantic, Isley's, J.D. Hall Excavating, Octane Customs, Precise Racing Products, RacingJunk.com, Rourke Automotive Group, Rhino Racing Classifieds, Summit Racing Equipment, CMT Transportation, Yingling Brewer Company, Zarin Truck and Automotive, Zufall Communications. Bigger and better things are currently in the works for 2024. Stay up to date with all of the updates by following us on our social media platforms, including Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and threads. PPMS.com will have all of the info that you need as we prepare for our season opener in 2024. The new Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, 170 Kelso Road, Imperial,
1: Pennsylvania, PPMS.com. I'd like to take a minute to talk to you about Steve Scarupa Photography. Steve specializes in wedding photography and shoots landscapes for fun. He has separate websites for both brides and weddings. He shoots some badass photos, sometimes people, sometimes racing, and sometimes nature. Steve's work is excellent. You can check him out at stevescarupaphotography.com or 412brides.com, which is his wedding website. Steve is your go-to guy for the best photographs in the tri-state area. You won't be disappointed.
6: And now more rapid on racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless.
12: Race hands. Right now we're going to talk to a driver who made a name for himself. First as a crew member, then as a driver, former PA Legacy champion, Mr. Joey Denowitz. Joey, it's great to see you here. I started following your career. We were both younger. Uh, You didn't have facial hair at the time, and I had more hair on top of my head. But I remember seeing you drive for your grandfather in the Owens Corning Pink Panther PA Legacy car. And now, here you are. Regional Director of Weekly Racing Series for NASCAR?
13: Yeah, um, I can't believe it either. I'm just as shocked as you are that we both ended up uh, this far, uh, with the hair or without it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, I have not been called PA Legacy Champion in a quite a long time, so that brought me back. I That's that's pretty awesome. I appreciate you doing that for me.
12: Well, you were amazing behind the wheel. You won that one year. You won the championship. You won like over what was it, 80% of the races? You had streaks of undefeated months at Jennerstown. And instead of going up the ladder as a driver, you've done stuff from promoting races to working for race teams. Why don't you fill in the fans on the past 15 to 20 years of Joey Denowitz?
13: I don't feel old until you say that, um, Howie. I appreciate that. Uh, no, it's it was, it's been fun. Obviously, my... My background in driving kind of led me into a marketing position, a couple different marketing positions, and then uh, represented race car drivers for a little while, represented some sponsorship. Um, And then um, at Spire, where I was, where we kind of grew that business, I think I was employee number three on that one. Um, we kind of grew the business into diversifying up a little bit. And so we owned two ECHL hockey teams and two NASCAR Cup Series teams and a promotions business that put on short tracks around the country, an agency that, that managed uh, a little place called the, the Sprint Car Capital of the World in Knoxville Raceway. So um, I, like I said to Steve Post a minute ago, I, I didn't really realize at the time that uh the chaos would lead me to you know a good background and, and attract nascar to my resume but um i'm certainly glad that it did and and the nascar regional stuff is is a lot of fun it brings me back to my roots i get to go to places like jennerstown speedway all the time and and um uh, they pay me money to watch cars go in circles howie it's great uh, i'm
12: sure it is but what's it is great is getting paid to go around
13: in those circles joey I, I don't miss the driving uh, hardly at all. I, I loved, I missed controlling the vehicle, and, and I, I never really missed uh, or ever thought of, like, all my time in the Cup Series. I never really looked at the Cup Series and thought, man, I wish I was, I was doing this, until the next-gen car came around, and then those cars are, they're pretty badass. They're pretty awesome. Dual exhaust out the side, sequential shifters. I mean, those those guys are doing hero stuff in those cars. It's pretty awesome.
12: You know, it's, it's crazy when we look back, and racing back in western Pennsylvania uh, at the Motor Drum Speedway, the Jennerstown Speedway, we had great drivers, but they've gone on to do great things. You with your deal with NASCAR. Uh, Travis Geisler was racing around back then for Team Penske, you know, a team that just won back-to-back NASCAR championships. You had Ryan Hemphild, who went on and won uh, about six or seven ARCA races, and... Mitchell, who, you know, Catone Dunmire, NASCAR champions. It was a magical time, and you kind of grew up there. You know, your grandfather owned the car that Mike Smith drove, and then you were teammates, and you drove for Mike. And, you know, what was it like going to the track? And, you know, back then it was just, oh, I'm going to go race, you know, go see my buddy Ryan and Travis, and just look how far you guys have all
3: come.
13: Yeah, I mean, there was even a Lasky kid that was on uh, that was on the Roush uh, Fenway team for a while. We we all talked about Western PA racing and between Motordrome and Jennerstown and and how incredible of a of a competitive environment that was. And and again, I, I give a lot of credit to people like Steve Pellis and Marianne Boyer that that taught me a lot about the business back then that became pretty much the foundation of my career now. And there are still things, um, I'll give this to you. This is an exclusive right here. I haven't told many people this about, uh, two or three years ago, I wrote Steve Pellis a letter because I had been a promoter for a few times and, um, being on the promotion side gave me perspective as to you know the absolute hell that I used to give Steve Pellis back in the day. So I wrote him a letter and apologized to him, and, and he wrote me a wonderful letter back, and I still remain friends with the Pellis family, and I love them very much uh, because they were such a patient part of my upbringing back then so um, that you're right there was there was a magical time back then there was a lot of competitive people back then Um, and and there still is there's still a lot of competitive people but uh, my time there was really really special and gave me a, a really great platform to build on
12: what did you like best about that the competition or just getting to be with your family you and your grandfather you just had such a tight bond
13: yeah, uh, my grandfather Don Lucas was a was a special guy. Anybody that met him, um, you know, was was a friend of his. And uh, talk about you know a foundation for life and a foundation for business. Uh, he he gave me um, a, a really great foundation and introduced me to people and taught me how to treat people that that treated me well, like Steve and and Marianne and and uh, the competitors up there. So um, it was it was a special time i i look back at photos uh when i took this job at nascar they asked for some of those photos of when i raced back in the day that for the first time in a long time kind of brought me back to memory lane and reminded me of uh all the fun that we had back then and that's that's ultimately now give me perspective to try to create those same environments for the next generation of folks
12: Now, were there any any Howie Bayless photos in that collection?
13: There has to be, Howie. I have to go back and look. I mean, hold on. I know for a fact there were. I'd have to look on .com, make sure I gave you the right uh, photo credit for it.
12: Hey, Joey, it's just amazing to look back and see the young crew at the time, how far you guys have gone and made, I know you're from Ohio, but I want to say Western Pennsylvania Racing so proud.
13: Yeah, well, I appreciate that, Howie. We were all a big part of it, and like I said, um, our our weekly track at Jennerstown is still thriving. Uh, new management has done a nice job over there. I'm excited to see what they do next. I've got they they've got a couple of really big shows uh, scheduled for this year, and um, we're at NASCAR here to help.
12: Have you been to Jennerstown
13: yet? I have not been back since probably 2004 five. It's gonna feel weird when you pull in because. It's still the same
12: back pit gate, and it's, you know, the pits they've done some major improvements to, but it's going to feel like you went back home.
13: I can't wait. I can't wait. It's on my schedule for 2023, 2024, sorry.
12: Well, I was going to say 23, running out of time, but uh, hey, Joey, again, congratulations. Happy holidays, and thanks for making Western Pennsylvania
13: very proud. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for the time, man.
5: When you choose Zarin Truck & Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck & Automotive in South Heights.
6: And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless.
12: Race hands, right now, we're gonna talk to Scott Juno, Director of Racing for American Racers. And for those of you who aren't aware, in the past, I don't know, a couple of years it seems like American Racer has been on a resurgence again, and I know you guys, uh, a lot of guys, are really complimentary of your tires now.
14: Yeah, it's been pretty interesting couple of years. Uh, you know, with the yeah after the pandemic and the the huge, um, really the horde demand that was really going on, it took a while to sort that. Everything's pretty much back to steady state now. You know we we've been doing really well. We've been making some inroads in a lot of places, and our tires are getting to more, getting in the hands of more racers. So we're we're pretty happy about it.
12: And you guys do dirt tire, dirt late model tires, dirt racing tires, and asphalt tires. Is it hard to, you know, like how do you guys do that? Do you have separate plants, or you know, one day just dirt, next day you're just doing the asphalt tires?
14: We, we have two factories, one in uh, Indiana, Pennsylvania, and one in Unicoi, Tennessee, and we build different things in different plants, typically, but we can cross over and build the same product in two different places if we need to. Um, but, no, I mean, we have different tire machines that build certain types of, 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 of tires, and they're pretty much very similar in construction, uh, just, different, just different materials. So, no, I mean, we're... You build many, many different SKUs each day and then move on to the next.
12: Where is the focus of American Racer? Is it on the dirt or asphalt, if you don't mind me asking?
14: No, I mean, we're, we're half and half, really. I mean, we, we, our, our portfolio, uh, I think typically, classically, historically, we've been a very, very strong dirt player. Um, I think in the last 10 years or so, I think we've grown quite a bit in our ability and our quality of our products in the, in the asphalt business, and that's taken off as well. But, but we're about 50-50, um, so we don't really have a particular focus, but it's, it's across all the different surfaces.
12: What is the difference? I know you guys are known as American racers, but what was McCreary Tires?
14: The McCreary Tire, we are the old McCreary Tire and Rubber Company. It was just a name change that occurred back in the 80s, early 90s, um, based on the ownership of the factory, the the stockholders and the people that were in ownership. And they wanted to go with a more niche type, uh, um, I guess, identity, uh, rather than be a mass marketer. Get away from the McCreary name. In order to do that, they felt they needed to go with, um, with, with, uh, with the the American Racer brand. That being said, we sell some tires that are branded McCreary. It's it's it is our brand, and you uh, know we have our premium uh, late model asphalt tire is a McCreary.
12: And you guys, I, I I talk to a lot of dirt guys, and they're telling me. They're really happy with the performance they're getting out of the American Racers. They seem to last longer. Um, and right now, with the economy the way it is, that's a good thing for the Racers.
14: I think that's always been the case. And I think never more so than now. Because I, like it or not, I think the economy has, has, has forced us into some places and maybe we nobody really wants to go. But, uh, yeah, you know repeatability is going to be a big big issue if you want to keep racing i mean let's face it very few people race for a living most all of us 99 percent of us are doing this you know or uh, the racers are doing this too as a hobby and because they love doing it and if it got, if it costs too much they'll stop doing it and we have to we have to be mindful of that
12: now how did you get involved in the uh racing tire business
14: I went to work for Goodyear back in 1985. So I've been in this 38 years. I worked 28 years at Goodyear, and since about 2000 on, I worked at the race plant in Akron and then was part of the short track uh, uh, product manager for Goodyear for a number of years. And uh, and then when they, they shut down the short track piece there, um, I moved over to... Um, especially tires, because there was uh, Dave Mateer, who was running the program over there, had passed away. And so there was a hole to fill, and they wanted to know if I did it, wanted to do it. So I love the business, and so I'm here.
12: And where do you see, like, the future of it going with the tires? I mean, you guys, like, I know some guys groove tires, some guys don't. What is the advantage of the grooving? Does it help with the heat cycle? The heat?
14: Grooving, okay, two things. Either groove or sipe or both. Grooving will cool the tire. Siping heats it up. With the, and, and in addition to that, you have extra biting edges if you create those grooves or sipes in the tire on dirt. But, but the siping allows the, the, the elements, the tread to rub together, and it will accelerate the heating up of the tire. Grooving, on the other hand, cools it. So depending on your situation and what track surface you're dealing with, um, you you do one or both. It depends on, on, on what you're trying to accomplish.
12: What about just trying to get some longevity out of a tire? Are you better to not groove or sipe? Or, or, you know, I, I guess maybe that's an engineering question. Or, or fine.
14: Um, If you're going to, uh, if heat, Buildup is an issue. Grooving it will lengthen the life of the tire. If that's not an issue, then not doing anything to the tire is going to be best, and just let it you know just wear the tire in it, in in the form that it comes from the factory. But you know, there's speed elements and stuff that people want to do, and they 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 cut the tire up, and in, in other words, to get more biting edges and things. Anytime you cut the tire, it's going to shorten its life somewhat, with the exception of the heat element, if. You're grooving a tire so it doesn't blister, that will actually lengthen its life.
12: Very interesting. And um, it's kind of unique. I don't think people realize that in Indiana, Pennsylvania, you guys are making race tires. And it's nice to see you guys getting a presence back in Western Pennsylvania as um, a, a good, I don't want to say a good, because I mean, you've always had a good tire, but getting your name more prevalent.
14: Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, In Indiana, PA, we're right in the middle of town, and it's been there since uh, 1915. That factory has been there. And there are people that have gone to college there right across the street that don't know that the factory is there, And and have been walking by it, you know, for four years. There was a guy I saw here that graduated from Indiana University of Pennsylvania that has recently found out that the factory was right there. Oh, that's what that was. So well, there's 13 acres, right in the center of town, surrounded by trees and some apartments and a shopping center that nobody even knows we exist. Right in that town, it's it's quite it's quite funny.
12: And it's like I said, it's also nice, you know, buying, running the American Racers, you're supporting a local economy.
14: Yeah, um, it's it's a big deal for us. We you know we employ. Just in Indiana, you know, three or four hundred people, and then Tennessee, the same number, and it's been there a long time. A lot of families have have been fed because of, you know, what we do, and uh, it's 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 good that we're not foreign. I think, in, in a lot of sense, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's good that there. There's very it seems like there's less and less manufacturing in the states all the time, and and that we have not uh, we have not succumbed to those pressures, but but we're right here, and we're here to stay.
12: And you guys are having a nice uh, turnout here at the PRI show, and I wish you guys a lot of success, and I uh, want to thank you guys. You guys are a very good company. Your tires are very safe, they're very consistent, and uh, you know I know when we bolt them on the race cars that we don't have to worry about any issues.
14: Thank you, Howard. I appreciate it. And uh, it's, it's good to be here. Yes, it's been a great show for us. We're very, very busy and uh, looking forward to another day.
12: And I appreciate you taking time out to do this. And happy holidays to everybody at Mercury and American Racing Tires.
14: Thank you and Merry Christmas to you too.
6: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com.
5: Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rapping on Racing airs live at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappingonRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com.
12: Race hands right now out of PRI. We're going to grab a word with the driver the Parts Plus Top Fuel Dragster, Clay Milliken. Clay,
7: welcome to Rapid on Racing. Man, I'm glad to be here. I tell you what, I spend a little time in your area up there at one Mr. Jeff Lutz's shop. We're always working on something. You never know what it may be, but uh, yeah, glad to be here. Now, Clay, you've been top fuel
12: racing for a long time, and um, racing runs in your family. And I remember your son, he was went a different form of racing he was into the monster trucks and um unfortunately he's not with us anymore but you race in honor of your son and keep keep the milligan name racing In racing the last name of milligan i'm sorry but you're from a small town how did you get started in racing
7: oh i mean my dad was a drag racer i honestly don't remember it he quit before i was around but just always love going fast I mean you know if it if it made noise and went fast I was all about it and you know I'm very fortunate to have made it to the top fuel ranks this is my 25th year doing it you know it's a hard way to make a living but I still love it and still swing away at it and uh, you know it's it's a tough tough deal and the competition is incredible these days but you know we went out and won three races this year which was huge you know what if you want to do it and you want it bad enough, you'll figure out how to make it happen. And this guy from Drummond's, Tennessee, somehow, some way, is uh, making a living driving a top fuel car. And you
12: mentioned your your dad was into racing, and he quit before you were born. Um, what was it like going to your parents, who had experience with the racing,
7: and say, you know what? This is what I want to do the rest of my life. Oh, they were all about it because there's one thing about it. There's not. Many things I can think of. If you've got a young child that's interested in any kind of motorsports at all, if they spend all their money on cars, they're not spending it in places they shouldn't. And it is the most family oriented thing you could ever get your kids involved in, whether they become pros or not. It just teaches values of working towards a common goal. And, you know, that for us is a winning time slip, you know, and it doesn't matter if you're bracket racing, junior dragsters, or top fuel. You know, if, you're, if you've got a young person that's, that loves motorsports, that's a good thing because, again, you can't get in trouble if you're at the racetrack working on your race car. You know, that's very true.
12: And, and unfortunately today, it seems like the kids are more into computer racing than actually going and learning how to work on a car and that. And your son Dalton, I did mention him um, what was it like when he came to you and said, "Dad, I want to keep the Milligan name racing, but in monster trucks"?
7: Well, I mean, initially he started off in motocross. He, uh, you know, he loved the dirt, loved racing in the dirt, and so we, we never had a plan on, oh, you know, you're going to go drive a monster truck. That was never a plan. But we were always looking at, you know, whatever it was that. Uh, kept him interested in something motorsports and and if your kid don't love it you can't make them do it and so but with Dalton you know he he just he loved jumping to be honest with you he loved you know flying over triples or whatever the case may be in motocross and then once that had kind of reached the end of its its goal I mean he ended up winning the 2011 450A motocross championship and uh, you know daddy was kind of paying the bills there and then we started looking into what was next and the opportunity to do a tryout with Feld entertainment which is who owns monster jam you know uh he took that opportunity and run with it but again it was in the dirt and it was jumping things so he just took to it you know right away and dang if he didn't end up you know making a paycheck traveling the world you know so that was something that really i did not push him towards because again it's way too hard to make a living doing this but If you've got the want to, you can make it happen. And he had the want to, you know, and uh, he figured out how to take his love of going fast and jumping things and turned that into a paycheck. And that's what he did up until the day we lost him.
12: Is it hard being in a sport and, you know, you were passing on that tradition at Dalton and this year you had one of your best seasons. You said three wins. And, you know, always that empty crew member position of Dalton not being there.
7: Well, I mean, you know, the, all I know is that, uh, you know, he loved what I did, and then I knew that there was no, there's no quit in me, you know, and he had no quit in him, and so for us, it's what we, it is our life, it's what we do, I don't have, you know, other businesses and other things, if if we're not turning on wind lights and making sponsors happy, you know, the light bill is not going to get paid. So, you know, it's it's what I do. It is who I am. It's, it's, I'm a racer. I'm a race car, so to speak. You know, that's that's what I am. And so, you know, will I do this forever? Absolutely not. But will it involve something with motorsports? Absolutely. Somehow, someway, that's how I'll make a living. What do you see in the future? Do you, you know, after you get out of the driver 's seat,
12: do you want to become a stay in and become a team owner or team manager or crew chief?
7: ooh, I have zero interest in being a team owner that 's a bad business <laughs> and, I, and I know Rick Ware is subject to hear this, but you know it 's not something that uh, I really have any thoughts on being, but I will be in motorsports some somehow some way whenever that day comes and what 's it like driving for Rick? He owns NASCAR teams uh top
12: fuel nhr nhr top fuel teams uh indycar teams and i mean you know you talk about somebody going 22 directions all in motorsports that's wreck
7: oh 100 i'll tell you what that guy is he is definitely consumed with motorsports i mean you, you kind of mentioned some of them you know nascar indycar flat track motocross top fuel you know IMSA cars he is eat up with racing from one end to the other, and I don't know how he keeps up with it all. It's hard enough for me to keep up with what the top field team's doing, but uh, he does a great job at it, and, you know, I have had a blast working for him, and continue to do so will be something that, that I plan on doing for a long time because he's he's in it to win it.
12: Hey, Clay, I appreciate your time, and I see your PR guy is ready to roll. and uh, Or, uh, well, I uh, There's people who need your attention more important than Howie Bayless. But again, I want to thank you for your time. Congratulations on a great season and happy holidays to you and everyone at Rick Rear Racing.
7: Well, I appreciate you having me on the show and I'm glad you uh, stopped by to see us. That's awesome.
12: Thanks again and happy holidays.
4: Thank you, buddy. Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third generation race car driver. And we dedicate a lot of our time to going as fast as possible. My grandpa Lou is the reason why my dad and I started racing and I'm really proud to follow on his tracks. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. I've learned a lot on this journey with my grandpa Lou, and the memories of my grandpa will always be with me. And in our family, we're used to getting involved, and I encourage you to do the same, especially when it comes to caring for your loved ones. When I think about Alzheimer's and the impact it had on my family, I recognize that losing a race isn't such a bad day after all. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently, experiencing problems with their memory, or having trouble with routine tasks. Talking about Alzheimer's can be really tough, but if you notice something, have a conversation with your loved one. Encourage them to see a doctor or offer to go with them. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services, make a plan for the future, and access available treatments. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together.
6: And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless.
4: Race fans, right now we're going to
12: grab a word with one of the top 305 sprint car racers in western Pennsylvania, the pilot of, and I'm trying to remember your sponsors and I feel bad, but we'll let him tell us, Jacob Gomba. Jacob, welcome to Wrapping on Racing.
15: Hey, thanks for having me on here.
12: Hey, Jacob, you do more than just race. You're one of the promoters in the region of the 305 sprints, and you've had a lot of success. Last year, you accomplished something you've been shooting for for a long time when you picked up the win at the Still City Stampede, you picked up some wins at Laetrobe, uh Mercer. People are kind of wondering, with all the success you had, how come you never made the move up to 410 full time?
15: Uh, we tried the 410 stuff. I tried it on my own there probably three years ago and wasn't very successful. We had a lot of motor issues. Uh, we bought three motors and should have spent good money on one good motor. Um, we had a lot of success last year with uh with the 305 stuff so we're going to do it again this year seven wins we finished eighth in national points which is pretty good um and we, we had a very successful season i think we're going to try it again next year and then maybe dabble in some 410 stuff also jacob
12: what are some of the differences i know people are, are going to say well that's kind of a dumb question it's the engines but your suspensions are all the same but you know is there less adjustments you can actually do on a car
15: so pretty much everything's the same um We just don't have a wing slider and we're not allowed in car adjustment shocks and stuff like that. So pretty much car wise everything's the same, motor's really the only difference.
12: But in a 410 you can do that, you can adjust your wing. So what do you do as a promoter, How do you go through each car and make sure that there's, I mean I'm not sure how you would even adjust a wing.
15: Uh, So the 410's have a hydraulic wing slider on them, Um, ours are manually slid so they have a pin through them so you can't really adjust them inside the car like you can with the 410 stuff um, so we check every car usually you can check it just a quick walk by after eight years of running a series you know what to look for
12: now like i said you're one of the promoters of the 305s and we have a couple different regional series what's it like promoting and racing in your own series
15: um, sometimes it's nice, sometimes I don't really enjoy it at all. I, I rather just race. I'm a racer. Uh, I started the Allegheny Sprint Tour eight years ago just so we had a, a, a place to race. Um, so I've actually considered getting away from the promoting side and just going back to the racing side. Uh, I'd like to I think I'd enjoy that a lot more.
12: Is it hard when you're at the track and you got to focus on two things. One, as a driver, you want your car to do the best it can. And also, you want to see the series succeed.
15: Yeah, it takes away, uh, takes a lot away from the car. Actually, um, I try to make everybody happy at the track, whether it's track owners, racers, car owners. Um, so it takes a lot of time away from my own car. I think we'd be a lot more successful if I could just focus on, on racing itself. And a lot of other drivers told me that too. Uh, Jim Morris and Greg Jabrowski both told me that if I, if I wasn't involved with the series as much, I would be a hard candidate to beat every night. So it's it's tough but i also want to have a place to race i want to have a good group of guys to race with so i, I continue to do the promoting side
12: and you guys run races from the big half mile at latrobe to mercer um i believe you sanctioned learnerville too
15: yep uh, learnerville mercer latrobe trying on some new tracks this year um see schedule will be out sometime in january so i'm hoping to have at least two new tracks and we might have a series sponsor coming on too so it'll be it'll be nice try to get some more people to follow the series jacob how hard is
12: it when you drive a sprint car to be able when you're in one you can make the adjustments when you're in the other you can't so basically in a 305 when you hit the track you got what you got
15: yeah you got to be pretty good at reading the track and getting getting it right on the money uh you want to try to finish out strong. That's what I always shoot for. First 10, 15 laps, we might be tight, but the last ten or fifteen, I want to be on on point. So um, we try to do that. Where the four ten, you can kind of compensate a little bit with the wing slider and some adjustments here and there. So,
12: what's your ultimate goal? Um, I know you're from the same. You work in the same town as one of uh, the young, great, up and coming dirt late model guys. You work in Titusville, so you're from Guy's Mills, but that area has always been known for late model drivers. What's it like being one of the sprint car drivers from that area?
15: Uh, that's pretty good. Um, we've had, I grew up in Cranberry Seneca area where Bob Felmy has his shop, or used to have his shop, so I know the late models are kind of big up my way. We don't really have any sprint car races up toward Erie or State Line or nothing like that. It's all late model country, so we got to go south to hit all the sprint car stuff, so um, there's a lot of sprint car guys up my way, though, too, so it's just uh, it's a lot of, lot of racing up that way.
12: And the plan for this year, are you going to be with the same team or uh, going back to the family-owned car?
15: Uh, no, we're still going to team up with Beekner Motorsports. Um, we got a pretty good thing going there. Uh, Michael's been good to us, and we've, we've built a pretty good relationship. We're trying to get some more bigger sponsors so we can do a little more traveling this year, too. Would
12: you and Michael like to go into the 410? I mean, is it hard when World of Outlaws and the High Limit Series, with the money they're paying, not just to have a 410 sitting there when you know you go to a track you've won at now, not to go there and compete with those guys?
15: I'd like to just have some 410 motors sitting there so we could do some stuff locally when we have 305 nights off um, just to keep up and get better at racing. Uh, Michael and I have talked about it a couple times, and there's just a lot of different things to consider. Um it's hard when basically I'm the only guy in the shop. During the weeks, uh, weekends we get one one crew guy helps. So it it, it takes a lot to run a team, just a three hundred five team, um, let alone now if we do a four hundred ten stuff, we'd have to maintenance two cars throughout the week. So it it's a lot to take in consideration, and we'll see what we can do. Have you ever thought about doing any wingless shows? No, the wife wouldn't let me do any wingless stuff. <laughs> At least, oh yeah,
12: that was a big addition. You besides the team. Teaming up with Michael again this year, you uh, actually made a partnership with your wife.
15: Yeah, we got married this past July, and we had to take a weekend off racing, but it was worth it. She's pretty good to me.
12: Yeah, you got a good girl there, and she got a big tall driver here.
15: Yeah, that's for sure.
12: Hey, Jacob, I want to thank you for taking time out at PRI, and let's go ahead and, for the fans listening, give them the number of the car and uh, some of your sponsors
15: uh so i drive the 4j and the 305 allegheny sprinter class um we got stevenson equipment michael beekner contracting Warren diesel injection um highland equipment uh, Praskowski trucking and we had knox raceway this past year also
12: and again keep your eyes on the 4j jacob Gamala. am i saying it right now
15: yeah you got it right that time
12: i got it right i always get right and get those checks though don't i
15: yep it happens
12: Hey, Jacob, thanks again for your time, and good luck this
6: season. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing.
1: I want to take a minute and thank our marketing partners. Number one, Cochrane Automotive. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Zarin Truck and Automotive and RPS Financial Solutions. Without these people, we would not be able to do Rappin' on Racing. And I thank them.
16: If tomorrow all I things. cuz you made no doubt i love this land god bless for you way hey stand on it come on man stand on it stand on it now
0: tri-state's number 1 motorsports talk show Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners, recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in for another installment of Rapping on Racing.
16: Stand on it, come on y'all, stand on it.